0: This is a podcast from Baker Street Productions. The following content contains strong language. Credits by Anna Wheeling. The job ad reads, up and coming London studio seeking two talented individuals for TV comedy internships. Are you an emerging writer who wants a career in scripted comedy? Apply today. Key responsibilities include basic office admin tasks as set by senior staff, pitching in around the writing table and coming up with fresh new content, conducting script reports, occasionally fetching the team a cup of tea. There it was, the perfect job. Chill enough, but also exciting and, you know, relevant. Here, finally, was my chance to get out of the the seedy, sticky, empty comedy clubs where I'm paid in pints and told I'm all right for a girl. Now I could say no to the endless, unpaid writing gigs that always somehow get put on hold. Say fuck you to the Daily Grind at Morrison's and become a proper comedian. Not that my sparse stand-up doesn't count as being a comedian. It's just, I wish I could say it without putting air quotes around the words. I wish I had more proof that I was doing it. Really doing it. Writing and making people laugh. And this job would be proof. I'd be writing for television. Heck, maybe down the line I'd have my own presence like fucking Catherine Tate or, you know, Gemma Collins. (laughs) Plus, there were two of them, so I only had to be second best. Then, I scrolled down and saw, must have a minimum of three writing credits. Bugger. So I had done writing. I could write, but credits, yeah, that's some official shit. I mean, the best I had was half a pilot episode of a bad podcast idea set in the wig department of Breaking Bad. (laughs) I dreamt up scripts. But credits mean you're a professional who makes money writing for TV. And you can, because you're good at it. And you know you're good because people are paying you. Credits are things that have appeared on a screen alongside your name in big black and white print like Written by Melissa Moller Three fucking credits For a job scooping up London's scuzz off the top of some joker's PG tips It was my flatmate, Ross, that had the idea He said he did it all the time Just made some shit up Ross was an egg-packing assistant, but he wanted to be a director and had actually got an assistant directing job using this exact method six months earlier. Everyone does it, he said. Nobody's actually got credits, and they know that. It's just to see how confident you are at bullshitting. Obviously, I'm great at it. I made up tons of credits. Said I was all kinds of things. Said I was the one who told Waller Bridge to look at camera. Three credits is standard. I see him all the time. Assistant writer, three credits. Assistant to the assistant writer, three credits. Driver to the assistant, assistant writer, three credits. Standard. Lying. Standard. Just make sure you got fake references. I told my mum to be all kinds of official people, Ross said. So, I phoned Uncle Dave and my auntie Linda, and after a bit of persuading... Auntie Linda has Christian scruples to uphold. I had credit. The way I saw it, I was doing these guys a favour. The studio, I mean, not Auntie Linda. Because I'm funny. I'm funny on purpose, even. I'm someone they need on their team, even if they don't know it yet. Funny girls are in demand right now. I'm being a young, funny female writer myself. I can't shrink away and hide my light under a bush. (laughs) Bush. (laughs) See, these are the sort of edgy female zingers I could bring to the table. Especially in today's economy. Being in the room is the important thing. And once you're in there, who cares if you use some of that creative flair they're so hot for? So anyway, I'm in H&M buying some tights because I always need more tights. You just have to look a pair of tights in the ladder, I swear to God. Anyway, I'm looking at tights and my phone pings. And it's this email. This email saying I've got an interview. Me? An interview? Yours truly, Melissa Bloody Muller has an interview for a studio where they write comedy. An interview with real people and I have no credits whatsoever. Shit. You know, I read an article last week that said my generation suffers from this thing called imposter syndrome. It's a psychological pattern in which the individual doubts their own accomplishments and suffers from a persistent internalised fear of being exposed as a fraud, despite being totally experienced and qualified. I walk out of H&M and I'm already regretting my decision. I call Uncle Dave. He says... Don't worry, love. I ain't going to rat you out. Then I call Auntie Linda, straight to voicemail. I say, Please, Auntie L, don't rat me out. I know it's against God to lie, but you once cooked mum real sausages and didn't own up, and I never told anyone. So please, please, please don't tell them I'm a fraud. Then the phone cuts off, and I'm left, twittering into the mouthpiece like a dazed bird in the middle of the street. A dazed. Fraudulent fucking bird. The waiting room is really pristine. Real nice. Like, squeaky clean. There's a flat screen on one wall and every surface is covered in pot plants and magazines. And there are so many other people sitting here waiting to go into the same interview as me. Or at least there seems to be a lot of other people. All the interviews I've been to, it's just been me, or it seemed like that at the time. Maybe they staggered people, trying to make sure we didn't bump into each other in the waiting room. But not with this job. It's like they wanted to corral us into this one melting pot of intimidation and anxiety. (sighs) Ugh. I can't help noticing how much smarter and more confident these people seem. I bet they have credits. I bet they have credits coming out of their ears. I bet they're so weighed down by credits they drag behind them on the floor for everyone to trip over. Everyone seems calm. I'm practically panting with anxiety, but everyone seems so calm. There is only one other woman. She's got this really cool skirt, the kind of skirt you'd think it'd go with nothing, but then she's paired it with this top and the whole thing just looks so stylish and effortless. She has huge glasses. She's flicking through this magazine like she's bored. There's two guys next to her competing with each other with thinly veiled testosterone, but she just flicks through this magazine. She looks calm. She looks like she has credits. Ugh, she looks like she's gonna get the job. Over me, you know? Cause why would they take both women? Plus she's Asian, so if we're talking quotas then she fulfills two. Diversity, check and check. I'm hoping this isn't a quota thing. Like the people who are judging us will look beyond class and race and gender and just wanna hire the best Funniest writer who walks through that door, blind, you know, on merit alone, on credits, shit. They begin to call people one by one. Derek Bowles, Matthew Melvis, Stephen Jones. They all walk up real confident and happy, all bouncy like if they were a sim their walk could be set to perky. John Johnson, Gabriel Phipps, Liam McLafferty. None of them come back. Then it's other woman's turn. She gets up gracefully, and as she follows the receptionist into the room of doom, she looks over her shoulder and winks at me. I think, flirt. Then realise it's probably a solidarity thing. I'm alone now. Just me and my old pal anxiety to keep me company. The waiting room seems to have grown bigger and even more clean. Like every polished surface is whispering, You don't fit in here, Melissa. You don't belong to this world. Even the little paper cup dispenser looks aloof. Melissa Moller? Fuck. The receptionist's back already. Even she seems cleaner taller. She's a woman, and she works here, so maybe it isn't a quota thing. She's one of those tall, pointy women, all stilettos and pinstripes. She has cool, gelled-up spiky hair and a nose ring. Men probably find her intimidating hot, like can't-touch-me hot. They probably fantasise about her doing dirty things with files or ballpoints. Oh, then I wonder if that's a bit objectifying of me. And what if I'm a bad feminist? I bet she'd want more women in the office, a bit more solidarity, you know what I mean? When we walk into the room, I don't want her to leave me. Come back, Spiky, please, I can't do this alone. Two people are sitting behind a table at the far end of the room. One says he's the head writer. Stylish glasses, beard, Probably ironic Tanktop. And the other is the series producer. Bit too open shirt. Bald. Eating dried pineapple chunks. They thank me for coming in and we all laugh about the long day and the long wait and I think, you could have fucking staggered it, mate. Then Tanktop says, we were really impressed with your CV. You have some great credits. And I go, yeah. Thanks, I did that all myself. <laughs> then laugh quickly as if it's really funny. Tank top says, You don't think you might find this role a bit of a step down? Oh, no way. I'm really excited by the opportunity. We usually like to give our employees the chance to progress their careers. Tell me, what attracted you about this role? Um, Money professionalism, the chance to finally call myself a professional comedy writer, but I say, the chance to work with a really professional team, like, like, um, like yourself. And, well, I've always really admired the content. Pineapple Chunks leans forward and puts his fingertips together. Uh, Yeah, the standard of work this studio produces, it really, well, it's it done some great stuff. Fuck! Fuck, fuck, fuck! What specific skills would you bring to the role? Uh, well, writing. And I make a mean cup of tea. And I love buying stationery, so I have a lot of spare pens and colourful sticky notes and those labels that you stick into scripts that help me mark the page. This role is partly administrative, so... Organisational skills are an advantage. Exactly. Organisational skills. Yes, I'm really organised. And I can take minutes and file things. I'm good at word. Fuck's sake, Melissa. You interview virgin. This is the best you can do. I'm an active team player. I really thrive when I have other people around me, especially with writing. I feed well off other people. I can't seem to stop now. I'm just blabbering on and on and on, and all the time I'm thinking about other women in the waiting room, and how I should have asked her where she got her skirt, and how she probably aced her interview, how she probably told greasy pineapple chunks and ironic tank top exactly where to stick it. I bet she demanded a pay rise, and maternity leave, and remote working privileges, and a parking spot, She probably made them laugh in entirely new ways, breaking all conventions of comedy and proving once and for all that women are funny. Not boring, conventional man-funny, but woman-funny. Feminine, girl-power, Amazonian warrior-funny. Or better, just people-funny. Honest, raw, human-funny kind of funny that brings tears to your eyes. The motherfucking holy grail of funny. Pineapple Chunks is blinking at me. I've run out of things to say. Tank top scratching an eczema patch on the inside of his elbow. Silence. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. I just... I don't know what to say. Then Pineapple Chunk says, Well, thank you, Melissa. That was really a... Oh, and before I let you go, I should check. You are aware this position is unpaid, yes? How did I miss that? How did I miss that on the job ad? Because it must have said somewhere. Surely, I don't remember seeing a specific salary, but I thought it said competitive. Something nondescript like that. I know it was an internship, but surely they should have made it clear on the ad that it was unpaid. Surely. Else I wouldn't have fucking bothered, would I? I can't live on nothing. Especially in London. Nobody can live on nothing in London. And if I'm spending my daylight behind crummy desks with ironic twat tank top and presumptive pineapple wanker, I can't go and earn my rent in Morrison's at the same time, can I? Can I? Outside the studio steps, there's a woman smoking. She stands, looking away from the main doors across the street. I assume she's waiting for a cab. It's only when I'm halfway down the steps do I realise it's Other Woman, Miss Stylish Skirt herself. She hears me come in and turns. Then she says, well that was bullshit wasn't it? If I knew it was unpaid I wouldn't have fucking bothered would I? Then she sticks out a tiny hand and looks me up and down through her enormous glasses I'm Annie, I thought I'd wait for you, out of solidarity or whatever. But also because I've seen you at the comedy club, and you're a fucking funny bitch. And I wanted to say, because that was so bullshit, I wanted to say, well, she shrugs. Keep going. Credits is a Baker Street production, written and directed by Anna Wheeling. The script was performed by Elizabeth Grace, and the sound design was by Alana Walker. Credits is part of the Speak of the Devil series, available on podcast platforms or at www.bakerstreetproductions.co.uk. To find out more about our productions and the people involved, visit the website or follow us on social media.